Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six. Hey, he calling me. I guess he's calling me. It's time for me to get on this mic. You guys, beautiful people. What's the word? How are you all doing? We have to get started right away because we have so much to cover in the show. I love it when we, when we have so much to cover in the show. Um, in the show. Okay. Um, let's see. Today we're going to get a little political for the sake of expanding and developing and comprehending. Sometimes it's all right to, to sprinkle that into your messages, right? Because you know what? Listen, you guys, America is supposed to be the land of the great, right? <laughs> and, and I say to myself, who told her she was so great? And why did we put so much faith in her without making sure that she proved herself first, right? So America has dished out information of poison. We already know that. We have so much proof of that. And I had to sit back and ask myself, hmm, what has she ever told the truth about? That was kind of hard to come up with. So I'm bringing all this up because when we're talking about culture and history, especially pertaining to the people of color, right? Because I'm going to say this, that, you know, we have so many examples of lying by omission. And I mean, totally leaving out important information by failing to correct a pre-existing misconception. That right there is the paper trail when it comes to Miss America. So I think we need to rename this month. Black History Month is what I'm talking about, right? We need to rename this month for the sake of proper identification or future appreciation, right? And then guess what? To lower the confusion in cultures. And I think if we did this simultaneously, we will start to reclaim the property status to carbonated people, people of color. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little kind of, you know, a little teed off <laughs> just a little bit, you guys. Okay. So what I'm saying is that America has had this, you know, pre, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's America. It's the people in America because we just haven't been educated. Right. Right. People still have these preconceived notions about African-Americans and people like I hear people say all the time, you know, Africa or all of you African-Americans, all you guys came here on slave ships and your people would not have been nothing if we wouldn't have brought you here to America. Are you serious? Especially with all the archaeologists, the anthropologists, the biologists, people who study human behavior and history through artifacts and physical remains. And you still talking as if you're in kindergarten. Well, it's okay because today we're going to help some people grow up intellectually. All right. So what is this show about? You ask, Daya, your relationship with culture, your relationship with people, your relationship with understanding. And we have to educate you in the way that we see fit. That's what this show is about. Right. So my question is this. Well, we have a few questions. Number one, does everyone have different paths to their heritage? What is black history? We're all people of color that who um, all people of color, shall I say, all of their ancestors, were they slaves? Were any of them indentured servants? What are indentured servants? We will hear a clip from also Jacqueline um, Bella. What was was is it Jacqueline um, Bella Laura that we got? Yeah. Okay. So Jacqueline Battalore about indentured service and why she says white people did not exist on planet Earth before 1681. 
which I think that's about. Okay. And we're also going to talk about, um, the misunderstanding of history, the myths, the do's and the don'ts. You know, does New York have a secret history about Native Americans, about slaves, about the Underground Railroad? We have an exciting guest today who has blessed us with his presence and who can actually help us figure some of this stuff out, okay? And I think this man is kind of bearing a few myths about Indians. He's bearing a few myths about African Americans. You know, he speaks about his origin clearly while educating many on his family history. And as you can tell, you guys, we have a lot to speak about, which means you have a lot to what digest on this show, right? You want to know who it is, who our guest is? Well, let's find out. Roy, uh, it's time to bring the beat in. So, yeah, I know I had to find someone that could take the show out with me with a bang for the sake of education, for the sake of history, for the sake of Black History Month, right? So our guest today has taken leadership to flight, all right? And when I tell you that this man had so much information in his head, you know, he was he was referred to me. And, you know, and I'm the type of person you guys know, I only bring you guys like the best guests on the show. Right. The best positive trailblazers. And he literally falls in line with this. So I am so happy to finally introduce you guys to Mr. Norris Francis, a.k.a. Turtle. Mr. Francis, how are you doing? Uh, let me first say, Wellagunthawakin, Ilan Kumakik, Niko, Nita, Pukawanku, Intuansi, Tako, Wanishi. So basically, what I said was peace and blessings to my relatives. I am Turtle Clan, and I am called Turtle. And I thank you for having me on your show. I am delighted to have you on my show. Now, you know, the first thing that we have to do, because, you know, we, we're, I think you and I are going to have so much fun with um with you on the show right so i said you know we we better go ahead and dive in so what i would love for you to do okay is i want you to explain to our listeners right i became excited to share you with our listeners right and i want you to be a little transparent a bit and explain to everyone who is norris francis what made you walk this trail that you're going that we're getting ready to talk about right now all right. Um, I am a member of a family that has a long history that ties directly into the Lenny Lenape Indians of Monmouth County, New Jersey. We are one of the three remaining families that has direct ties to the Lenny Lenape, three of the families that did not remove during the time of removal. Um, uh. We go back, we can trace our history back seven generations on paper we can go back nine generations via uh, oral tradition, which takes us right to the time of the first colonization of the first uh, settlements in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Now, what mm. people need to know is that the first so-called Indians to sell land to the Europeans took place in Monmouth County, New Jersey. So we're going back to the initial signing over of land and deeds that were created to allow Europeans to legally settle in our lands. Mm. So, you know, I am a part of a long tradition of people who have uh, put themselves in a position to record our history mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, preserve it for the generations that come after us, for the seven generations that come, come after us. 
Wow. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to ask, how do you know all that? Is that something that you found out on your own? Or was this information that was trickled down from generation after generation after, after generation? Because, you know, the best stories are told in families. Yes. Well, our information was preserved not only by our family, but mm-hmm. by the uh, by the communities that grew out of the uh, our indigenous tribal territories. Like mm-hmm. many of the towns and cities that we currently live in have origins in indigenous communities and villages. Mm -hmm. So when you start talking about founding towns and villages, there's complete records going back to the actual group of Indians that signed over the first deeds of which my family has uh, 92 deeds still remaining. Wow. So, yeah. So this information was not only preserved by my family who was, uh, you know, reclassified as African-American, and we'll talk about that. Uh-huh. But we um, are on record as having one of the first, well, the first African-American newspaper and print shop in Monmouth County, one of the first in New Jersey. Uh-huh. You know, um, our original village was a station for the Underground Railroad, and all of this is documented not only by us, but by the county and New Jersey, because it's a part of their history. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not something that that is necess- it's not hidden. It's yeah. just something that unless you take it upon yourself to look into the information, mm-hmm. you're not going to know it. Now, for my family, all we we all know who we are. You know, it's not something that we had to go research. Now, the in-depth aspects of the information, obviously, you know, your 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 elders don't share everything with you. So yeah. there are those of us that took it on our own to go deeper into just the oral traditions that were taught to us to truly flesh out the history. And I happen to be um, one of those within my family. There are many of us. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, as far as this newspaper, the first African-American newspaper, are you serious? Yeah, um, it, it was called the Echo Press. Yeah. It was, it was named after my great-great-grandmother, who was a full-blooded, Lenape from uh, the village called Ramazing, which was located in what we call Tinton Falls, New Jersey. It was at the point where um, three rivers came to came to, uh, you know, where they met. And mm-hmm. this is where a lot of our ancient ancestors and relatives will, would erect villages and stuff because the waterways were our highways at the time. So uh-huh. many of our villages were built along the waterways. So, um, you know, Do you, I'm, I'm, OK, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, my people were, were known as the uh, Navasink. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the one of our major villages was Ramazang. And that's where my great great grandmother was born. Interesting. Now, as far as the Echo Press, do you know which year that was a, that um, started? Uh, this was in the late 1800s. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. 
You guys, we have so much information. We're going to talk about, you know, what is black history when we come? Because we're getting ready to come up on a break. Can you believe that went by that fast, that fast, Norris? <laughs> that went by bad. This is our first segment. So we're going to talk about what is black history. We're going to talk about, um, oh, we got to talk about the turtle game. We got to talk about that. We got to let people know exactly what that is, Norris. Absolutely. And then, absolutely, right, absolutely. And then what we're going to do is we got a couple of questions that we're just going to have to get answered. You guys stay tuned right here because we're here to educate you. Get your plates, get your, you know, get your forks out it's time to eat up this information a little bit never know where this might take you and oh women oh indentured servants we got to hit on that you know we have to hit on that norris absolutely so get ready get ready get ready and then also uh dr jacqueline um Bellalore, we're going to hear a clip from her too when we come back so you guys just stay with us don't you go anywhere because we got a lot more to dish out for you right here on hrt yeah yeah Bringing love, beauty, diversity, and relationship awareness on HRT Radio. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. You're listening to the hottest show dedicated to independent artists. It's the combination of all cultures. Even in Kemet, Kemet would not have been a great civilization if it was just one group of people. Because no new ideas can be brought in. Nothing can happen. It'll just be a stagnant culture. You got many, and if people want to deny that, we can just talk about multiple symbols for the same deity. Which shows that you're dealing with different people from different areas, but dealing with the same concept. And the same thing can be said over here. You know what I mean? You want to yeah. looking for my eye? Go to a powwow. You'll see my eye walking around. She's not going to be on the wall. Live and breathe. I ain't even trust you. You don't even trust yourself. You don't even know the truth. Yeah. That's 
that's what's up. That music is from the album Subliminal Messages by Independent Artist Bleak. And the name of that song is The Truth 333 fe- featuring Mr. Norris Pranson's himself. I heard you speaking there in the beginning of over the track, right? And look at Roy said he loved our beat. He said that beat was tight. Yeah, <laughs> he said that beat fire. was tight, right? Yeah, it is fire. I mean, I liked it myself. So, okay, so let's get back. You know, and that was, you know, that was you speaking about that. I mean, how does it feel to have someone go, dang, I like what he's saying and I want to put it over my track? I mean, it's, it's humbling, you know, uh, uh-huh. lets me know that, um, you know, people are listening and I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. You know, like yeah. I said, it, more so it's, it's humbling and, you know, it's, it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you do music, right? Then you, you yes. tell me you do music. Yeah, yeah, I do music as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been an audio engineer for you know, since the early 90s, put out a lot of music, you know, locally, um, had a few songs with the group I was on, uh, make it to Hot 97 back in the day, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, it just wasn't the path that was meant for me, but I still, I love doing it, so I still do it to this day. It's just, it's, I, I do it personally. Yeah, yeah, right, it because it's, it's part of who you are, and I, and I, and I wanted Absolutely. to ask that, because a lot of times when we think that we're going to be on a certain path, the universe has a way of saying, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> this way, this way, right? I'm very guilty of that. And you know, and the reason why I wanted to play that because the fi- the beat was so fire, and because the message on there was just positive, without even Bleak even coming on rapping, just that small little segment was just so powerful. And for all of you independent artists, you know HRT is getting ready to bring up, um, we're getting ready to have independent artists right here on the show. It's going to be you guys that's going to make this show go around as well. So, you know, I wanted to just give you guys like a great example of that. But let's get back to you, Mr. Turtle. Let's do this. First of all, explain to everybody what exactly is the Turtle Gang? I know you explained it to me, but I want you to be very transparent to our listeners so they really understand exactly who you are. Okay, so uh, just just real quick, the Lenape Nation consists of three separate groups. Um, you have the Muncie, and their uh, their totem would be the wolf. You have the Unami, and their totem would be the turtle. And then you have the Unalatigo, and their totem would be the turkey. Um, mm. This is where you get the three branches of the government from: uh, legislative, executive, and judicial. You know, I mean, these, 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 this is the template for today's government that is credited to the Iroquois government, to the Iroquois nation as teaching the uh, Europeans. But this is a traditional indigenous form of government that not only was practiced by the Iroquois, but was practiced by the Lenape before them. So mm. this is something that, you know, Lenape don't necessarily get their credit for. My family uh, our territory, we we are Unami speakers, so our totem is turtle. And when you mm-hmm. deal with the uh, creation myth of Turtle Island, you know we deal with yep. turtle being the foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the you know just that's you know the foundation of our people. So Turtle Clan is my clan. So when I wanted to bring this information to to the youth, to the world. You know, I wanted to be able to relate to them, so I, I um, substituted clan with gang because mm-hmm. it, that that term resonates with the youth. And, um, you know, I just wanted to use that to attract them to the message. Yeah. So from turtle clan, you have turtle gang. Now, what is your message, you know? My message is to 
not subject yourself to the narrative that has been placed on you and to do your research and find out exactly who you are, find out who your ancestors are, whether they be from Africa, whether they be from this land, or whether they be a mixture of the two. It's mm -hmm. important for us to find out who we are and celebrate our own personal history. This is what's going to uplift our people and make us feel uh, better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a knowing you have a direct link to people of greatness. And I can guarantee anybody who does the research on their, on their family is going to find themselves coming face to face with great people who did great things. So right. that's yeah. the message of Turtle Gang. That is what to honor up. your ancestors. To honor your ancestors. And it's so funny that you said that. And I'm putting this out into the universe because, you know, um, uh, uh, Norris, I didn't tell you that, you know, I'm getting ready to do the Miss Indigenous International Business and Beauty pageant okay. here in Los Angeles, right? And it's the very first pageant that's glorifying women of color with natural hair and beauty. beauty. Mm -hmm. I mean, women can't even come in with extensions. They got to come in their natural, beautiful self. Do you understand? Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, and, and are you familiar with Dr. Sabi? Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm very familiar with Dr. Sabi and a lot mm -hmm. of the conscious community. Um, I'm a videographer and I've done a lot of work with just about everybody you can name in the conscious community. Interesting. Um, you know, uh, Phil Valentine to mm -hmm. um, uh, Booker T. Coleman, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, just everybody. That's, that's a part of what I did for years. Mm, okay. So let's talk about this because you know, everybody, even, you know, my son had gotten in an argument with someone online. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the young lady who happened to be a Native American told my son, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, um, what she say? You're just African. You're pure African. And mm -hmm. all of your ancestors was brought here on slaves. You guys have a lineage of slavery. That's who you are. Just accept the fact and quit trying to rob us of our heritage. Okay. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so what we're going to do right now is we're getting ready to get into a clip from Dr. Jacqueline Battalora. Uh, Roy, we have time for that. Dang, I just saw your message. I don't. Okay, okay, all right, great. Okay, so we're getting ready to get into a clip from that, and she's talking about indentured service. Now, these are just a few clips, you guys, that I put together because I'm, it's all about her message and what she was trying to put out. So we'll talk about that, Norris, after we come back from okay. listening to her, okay? Let's do it, Roy. White people did not exist on planet Earth until 1681. Number two, any claim that this group called white people um, any claim that that group is rooted in biology or derived um, from genes or biology or is innate or is from nature is a lie. <laughs> White supremacy has been embedded in the United States of America from its founding as a matter of law. Now, I don't expect you to buy all that, to get all that, to believe all that at least not now. But my job is to share with you the um, legal history that proves each of those three claims that I begin with. Both indentured and enslaved persons, according to historian Edmund Morgan, were sold and traded like cattle. But of course, not all laborers stand equal in terms of their labor agreement or lack thereof. Those who came under a term of indenture worked for a term of years, and presumably this indenture was an agreement that they chose to enter into. The terms of indenture were largely protected by British law. 
although the terms that took form in colonial North America were quite different than those that existed in um, England. For example, in England, indentured servants could marry because that was viewed as the way to produce the next group of workers. In this country, indentured servants were prohibited from marrying, and if women were unfortunate enough to get pregnant during their term of indenture, they added usually about seven to nine years onto their term of indenture and one year to the father. Slavery, of course, was a status that came with life, work for life. There was neither British law nor international law to prohibit or restrict slavery. What we do know is that at this time period in colonial North America, there were free persons of African descent. Um, we know that landholders um, freed slaves. They did so in wills. They did so by allowing them to purchase their own freedom or the freedom of a family member. The vast majority of workers, laborers, um, in colonial North America at this time were British men, British workers, the vast majority. Um, there were some women, there were some European laborers from Portuguese, Dutch, um, folks from Ireland and from Scotland are also revealed in the um, records, but the vast majority were British men. There were small numbers of persons of African descent, and there were even smaller numbers of members of native tribes. What we know is that British and African laborers worked, ate, and slept together. Furthermore, the evidence from this period, um, which covers the first three quarters of the 17th century, that the anecdotal evidence reveals that they lived under similar conditions and faced the same, the same opportunities and chances to make it once one was free of their term of service, whether free of enslavement or free of indenture. So all men who were free of indenture or enslavement faced the same opportunities in these colonies as a matter of law. For example, free men of African descent could own servants or slaves, and they did. They could vote, and they did. They could marry persons of the opposite sex. God, and I love that I have to make that qualification now. Woo. They could marry persons of the opposite sex regardless of national origin, and they did. Wow. And that was very, very powerful to me. And Norris, you know, you're more educated on this subject than I am. And so I want to know what was go what's going through your mind when you hear all of that information, you know, coming from a woman that who supposedly have done her research. And the reason why I want to, the reason why I brought this up is because 
you know, she talked about, we know that it was all for the sake of tobacco. That's where I think it was originated from, right? Mm -hmm. Europeans that decided to do labor in return for their passage across the Atlantic, you know, so they contracted receiving, you know, living expenses. But one thing that she said that was beautiful is that people of color and Europeans were working side by side, treated the same way, all of that stuff. So before Mm -hmm. you answer though, we're getting ready to come on a break. And when we come back, I want to hear what you got to say about that. All right. All right. I do appreciate that. You guys So stay with us because we're going to come back and see what the turtle got to say about it. We got to keep it 100 around here on HRT Radio. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. If you are working toward losing weight, or if you want to maintain your current weight, be sure that you're not drinking your daily calories. Researchers have found that most of us get 20% of our daily calories from what we drink. Many times, we're not even aware of how many calories we're consuming by drinking. A popular fast food restaurant sells chocolate milkshakes that are a whopping 1,000 calories. A large white chocolate blended cream frappuccino has 630 calories, and that is without whipped cream on top. Drinks sweetened by added sugars compared to those naturally sweetened drinks are almost identical in calories, so watch out for fruit juices. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. All right, so before we went on a break, you guys, we heard uh, Jacqueline announce that people of color and Europeans were working side by side. They were treated the same way. They were given the same benefits, right, up until the ideology of superiority, which was birthed actually in 1681. Now, indentured service, that actually started in the early 1600s, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Norris? 1607, the first indentured servants arrived in Jamestown, Virginia. Mm. So Mm. that would be what we would call European people. Mm-hmm. And something we need to understand, too, that when they say European, they're not necessarily just talking about what we call white people. Thank Europe is populated by people of color mm-hmm. long before 
uh, what we call the uh, Germanic tribes invaded Europe. Mm. So that's something that people have to take into consideration. The Germanic tribes, you know, Ger- I never- the Germanic, yes. Germanic, oh, ger- like German. Yeah, Germans, yes. Yep, Germanic tribe. I'm going to do some research on that. I ha- I do not even know about that. Yeah, that would be your your Vikings, your Vandals, people mm. you know known throughout history as that. Lot, you know, though they invaded Europe, and prior to that, Europe or Iberia was uh, um, a melanated land. Mm, mm, they, mm. they live. They live very similar to the people that we call Native Americans today. Mm, interesting. Now, what do you say to people who come? Well, first of all, what did what did you think about Miss Jacqueline's message? What did you think about that? Do you think she left out some really important information? And let me tell you guys this too: that is not the full clip. Those were just certain parts of the clip that I wanted to make known because, and the reason why I say this, Norris, is because everyone thinks that every single person here in America came on slave ships Mm -hmm. and that isn't true. And even, and I'll give you this quick thing. My cousin went to France one day and, um, he had actually spoken with, ah, I forgot the rank of the person that was in France, but he came back and he reported to me and he said, do you know that they're in France? They tell us all the time that people of color, he said, we looked at people of color as gods, is what he said, because they taught so much. They had so much fire. They were. This is why we called them the um, the dragons, right? Yep. And he said Absolutely. that there, they don't sit here and say that. Oh yeah, all you guys are slaves. You guys were here before the slave trade. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you, Norris, is when people come to you with a, you know, with a false identification for you and your family. What are some, how do you go about defending yourself? What are some of the things that you, you know, try to do when it comes to like educating people on who you are? So, um, some of the things I do, I just like to share, you know, the facts and I try to present it from a, um, perspective that is not mine and mine alone. You know, um, history, the history books have recorded all of this history Uh and, um, it's not, it's not really hidden. It's just overlooked. So I can go into various books. We can use uh, images that were painted and presented by uh, the early Europeans. What a lot of people do is um, they rely heavily upon photographs. So they'll show you photographs of what we call the traditional Native American. Uh We have to understand that photography wasn't developed until the late 1800s. When they encountered the the eastern uh, woodland Indians and the southeastern Indians, Indians. This is before photography was invented. So a lot of the uh, imagery of us is presented in paintings. Now you can go back and find a plethora of paintings that show the indigenous Native Americans to be Negroid in in phenotype. So like this is not something that, you know, like I don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people. I present them with the information. And I also like you know, people have to understand that many of the groups that are taught that we are African, the United States government didn't encounter many of these traditional Native Americans. When I say that, I'm speaking of the Plains Indians, the tribes further west. They didn't encounter them people until the 1800s. They encountered our people on the eastern seaboard and the southeast as early as the late 1500s. So by the time they got to those people over there, 200 years had passed. 
You understand? So those people are in no position to tell us who or what we are or were prior to them even knowing the Europeans were on this landmass. Like, the Navajo never encountered Christopher Columbus. You understand? The people of the Caribbean encountered him. He never made it to mainland America. So when we start talking about different groups up in arms about Christopher Columbus, that's not even a part of their particular history. They didn't encounter the European or the United States cavalry until the 1800s. See what I'm saying? So, like, I don't even, it was a time when I would get up in arms and, and want to argue with these people, but I understand that they have been re-educated by, by the Europeans, and they are just as much, uh, just as much being controlled by the narrative as we have been. So the same way, you know, we don't know the actual history, they don't know it either. So that is, uh, you know, that, that's more or less how I deal with it. Now, in terms of, uh, in terms of the uh, what what the uh, woman said, everything she said is very true. Um, the the original uh, people, indentured servants, and, and slaves who came here were Europeans who were coming here to uh, start a new life, free of religious persecution. Um, they arrived here, and they intermingled with the indigenous American tribes long before Africans were brought here into slavery. In fact, the first people to be put into slavery in the Americas were Native Americans. Now, you know, between 1492 and 1880, between 2 and 5.5 million Native Americans were enslaved, in addition to the 12.5 million Africans. Now, what we have to understand is that the Africans that were enslaved here... The majority of them were in South America. The, the number of African slaves that actually came to North America was, was somewhere around 400,000. So when you talk about the amount of slaves that populated North America, the United States, majority of them were Native Americans. Now, I challenge anybody to look into their history books and find out, find where you will see a large amount of what we call traditional Plains Indians being enslaved. Okay. You won't find it. What you'll find is the Eastern Woodland and Southeastern Indians were enslaved because our land is the land, we occupied the Eastern Seaboard and, and the Southeast. So we were the ones they first encountered. You know, a lot of the traditional foods that we consider to be African-American food are indigenous American food. The crops, you know, what I mean, um, all, all these different things. So, you know, it's just a matter of steering people in the right direction so they can see the information for themselves. Wow. You know, that is amazing because, I mean, even when we talk about food, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know what? And this makes sense. Because let me explain something, uh, Norris. I remember speaking to my cousin, right? I had a um, a uh, doctor come on to the show, Dr. Daniels. And Dr. Daniels is phenomenal. She talked about how back in the day when there was slaves, an abundance of them, 
there were certain type of people of color that knew how to get rid of all diseases mm -hmm. through turpentine. Lots of Africans used it. African Americans used it. Used it. Native Americans used it. You know, the whole mm -hmm. nine. And me and my cousin said, well, goodness gracious, how did they know to use turpentine if everybody was from Africa? Because, you know, when you go to a foreign land, <laughs> you don't know yeah. what is there, what's preserved, what is, you know, what is um, what is healthy, what is not. There's so much that you yep. have to learn. But there were people there, people of color who knew. And that makes so much sense. They knew what yeah. to eat, what to take, all of these things. So when you go into even the depth of even talking about food, you know, yeah. that itself is amazing. And, and when you talk about um, people of color, you have to understand that um, early on, the Europeans that were coming here, they were uh -huh. being persecuted, right? A lot of them would run to the indigenous communities, and yeah. and uh, an amalgamation started happening very early. So by the time you have the 17, 1800s coming around, you have a large groups of what we call amalgamated people. So the yeah. European, in order who was in control, in order to preserve his position, he started passing certain laws that prevented the mixture of the two. So this is where you get your racial integrity laws, of which you have the Racial Integrity Act, which forbid people of color which was a wide group of people, indigenous Americans yeah. and Africans. These people became lumped into the term people of color as opposed to white people. So when you start putting Africans in the same category as indigenous people based on the color of their skin, you get a new type of people called Negro. So when we look into the history books, we see our people being labeled as people of color. But people of color was an all-inclusive group that consisted of Africans and indigenous Americans and the blending of the two. Anybody who was not white, Negro becomes black, black becomes African-American. So when we start talking about African-American history, we're talking about the indigenous American history along with the Africans that came here. Now, when you start talking about- okay, wait a minute. We're, wait mm -hmm. a minute, wait a minute, Francis, because we're getting ready to come up on twos, and you are on a roll. When we come back, we're going to hear okay. more about this. The man is on fire, y'all. He's on fire. Stay with us, because we have so much more to talk about. It's, it's re-education, y'all, re-education. This is what we're going to do today, right here for Black History Month, okay? Oh, we'll be right back more with the turtle, Miss. The best, the best. Variety of music. Variety of music with independent artists having independent voices on HRT. Stay connected with Daia 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face -face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. 
We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves, and thirty times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cackinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cackinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. The Mediterranean diet incorporates the basics of healthy eating, similar to the traditional cooking style of countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea. The Mayo Clinic reports that an analysis of more than 1.5 million healthy adults showed that following the Mediterranean diet. Was associated with a reduced incidence of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases, and a reduced risk of death from heart disease and cancer. The Wall Street Journal cited a study published by the Journal of the American Medical Association that shows that the Mediterranean diet can counteract the effects of aging on the brain's ability to function. The diet emphasizes fruit and vegetables. Unrefined grains and beans, and includes fish and minimal consumption of meat and full-fat dairy products. Nuts and olive oil play a big part, also. Boost your brain by eating the Mediterranean way. I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daiya Six. Okay, you guys. You know we are back. This is this is the Black History Month. We're trying to at least. I mean, listen. I'm just sitting back. I'm learning just like you guys. Norris Francis is absolutely amazing, aka the turtle man. And I'm gonna tell you like this. Um, I wanted to bring him on the show because you know he's loaded with information, things that our system does not tell us. Media media would never even dare touch on. You know what I mean? And in order to raise as a people. You know, in order to, in order for humanity to be on a path of success, and I'm talking about mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever the case may be, we gotta go. We gotta go back to the basics and re-educate ourselves, or humanity is gonna be doomed. That's just what it is. Okay, so Norris, mm-hmm. you were on a roll. Okay, and I well, hate um, the fact that we came up on them tunes, but we gotta pay these bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, to to kind of wrap all this up. Um, my family comes from a place called, uh, in its modern expression is called Reavy town or Pine Brook, New Jersey. Today it is known as Titton Falls, New Jersey. Now the history of Reavy town, I'm going to read you from an interview with Dr. James Parker, who was his father and himself were two of the first African-American physicians in Monmouth County, New Jersey. So he's Uh being interviewed by Mrs. West. The question is, what is Reavy Town or where is it? Dr. Parker Uh replies, it's a country town out between Eatontown and Asbury Park, west of Asbury Park and west of Eatontown in the country. You might not know this, but Pine Brook was an underground railroad station. Pine Brook was founded by escaped slaves who intermingled with the Sand Hill Indians and with the families that I grew up with and descendants of whom I still treat. These are the people Mahalia taught, Mahalia Fields, subsequently, all right, so that's talking about a teacher 
who taught the, these children. So they asked, how did Reevy Town get its name? From a family of Reeves. They settled um, out there, and the large family of Reeves are scattered all over Monmouth County at the present time. Right? There are Reeves, yeah. Richardsons, McGuire's, Dow Homes, and Berries. My grandmother is a Richardson. My grandfather's grandmother is a Reevy. And all these names that they're naming, I know, like, I grew up with all these people because we're all family. Now, said, and I had the original log of the church. One of the first churches built in Monmouth County was built by my family. It was given to me by a man by the name of Peter Rock. Now, the Rocks were settled out in that area. Mr. Rock was the first black printer in Monmouth County. He was the son of old man Peter Rock, who was the son of a slave. So this is talking directly about my family and all the different branches of my family. So when we talk about people intermarrying, slaves coming up through. Now, the Underground Railroad was a series of Indian trails. The, the popular Indian trails the Europeans knew about, but the less popular ones were the ones that consisted of what we call the Underground Railroad because only the indigenous people would know these trails. Harriet wow. Tubman, her real name is Ross. Ross is a Cherokee name. So the people, the people who we credit as being the African-Americans that uh, helped run the Underground Railroad along with the Quakers, right? These people yeah. were either of Native American descent or had a heavy affiliation with the Native American people because the Native Americans were highly, like we played a large role in assisting runaway slaves. Now, a lot of these but runaway slaves... But how did they slaves, know they're different? North. Well, some would say that you didn't know the difference until they opened their mouths. Oh, okay. You understand? But see, this is the thing. Run, a runaway slave didn't have to be an African because right. Native Americans were enslaved as well. And right. the destination was Nova Scotia. Oh, my okay? God. In history books, wait a minute, but hold on, because you're just, you're just opening up a whole other part in my brain here. History yeah. books do not go into detail. No, they don't. Who, they just they just categorize categorize everyone as one, like the people. The people. You know what now, I mean? this a lot of these slaves that were running away were African, they were Native American, and they were also Irish. Uh -huh. So you will find in today's Indian communities a mixture of African American, uh, of African, I should say, of Native and of Irish people. This is why when you look at the uh, federally recognized tribes that exist in Oklahoma, many of them look like what we would call white people because their ancestors are an amalgamation of, of groups of people who were being displaced oh. in the 1800s and they signed treaties. Now, this is important that just imagine your grandmother has 13 children. Those right. 13 children grow up and form individual communities of their own, right? Yeah. Two or three of those communities signed treaties with the United States government, and those two or three communities are known, are, are recognized as Native American Indians. That doesn't mean that the other uh, nine family groups that are directly related to these people 
are not Native Americans. It just means they right. don't have agreements with the United States federal government. Those people who have agreements are who we now look at as Native Americans solely when that's not the case. They're just the ones who have agreements with the federal government. And that's what has happened. A lot of us have been reclassified as African-American, as Negro, as white. But we have actual heritage that dates back to the indigenous tribes, whether it be the uh, the Chichimec or the Suian type, which is the uh, the type that we know from the cowboy movies, or if they were from the Negro type. See what I'm saying? And yeah. There's a, there's a blending of the two. There's a blending of the Negro type with Europeans. There's a blending of the Chichimec or Suian type with Europeans. There's many different uh, versions of descendants of the Native American people. Just one group gets the credit for being those people, and that's not the case. Many of us did not remove, and in order to stay in our territories and not be killed, not be hung from trees, we had to take on the identity of being Negro or African-American. Because oh, you, could not, you could not do certain things if Indians were still on the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is what fire. was going on within the treaties. So a lot of the treaties that our people are aware of are only treaties between certain groups. And this is why you see people getting pushed out of uh, indigenous nations, out of Indian nations, because they're not direct uh, bloodline or lineage of those specific groups. But that group of Cherokee in Oklahoma is not all the Cherokee. That group of Lenape who call themselves Delaware in Oklahoma are not all of us. They're just the ones who have an agreement with the United States government. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And... Our books, our history, our school system don't even come close. No, they don't teach you this because in order for them to take control of the land, you have to abandon your right to the land. If your mother leaves you property in your name and then you change your name, legally you can't claim your inheritance. So in Uh order, like they say, all the Indians died off. No, we didn't die off. They wrote us out of history. And we took on new identities. That in itself is dealing with the law of abandonment. Now we don't have right to the land. And many of us even bought back the traditional lands that we live on. This is why many of our ancestors own large farms. Yeah. If, if we were slaves, we would have never been to the point of being able to own large farms. Our people, during the times when we were being removed, a lot of us would... Uh, rent ourselves out as indentured servants. Right. So we could Uh stay on our lands. We'd be farming lands that are now plantations that were once our tribal lands. Because you have to understand that uh, plantations grew crops. The crops that they grew had been growing there for thousands of years. You understand? Like, these places we call plantations at one time were Indian villages. And the Europeans took this land over because of the crops that were produced on the land. See what I'm saying? There there weren't any new cornfields, any new tobacco fields. These were already pre-existent. Towns and places like that grew up around these places. And now many of us are classified as urban Indian or we're being misclassified as Negro, African-American. There are five types of 
um, American Indians. You have the federally recognized, you have the state recognized, you have urban Indians, you have misclassified Indians, and you have Indians not taxed. The majority of us who don't know who we are are misclassified. Those of misclassified. us who know who we are, uh-huh. Uh-huh. those of us who know who we are but aren't affiliated with any particular nations, we are what's considered urban Indians. Dang, Norris, guess what? We, oh my goodness, we're gonna have to bring you back, man. That's just because you're you're just you're feeding us baby food. We haven't even gotten to the we haven't even got to the meat and potatoes. You got tell everybody where they can find you right quick. We really have sixty seconds, okay. Norris. Okay, uh, you can find me at my website is turtlegang.nyc. You can find I'm creating I've created a uh, Patreon page for people truly interested in finding out this information and traveling this red road with us. It's called patreon.com backslash turtle gang edutainment. All I ask for is a, a five dollar donation a month. And I will make, you know, I'm in the process of making all this information available to people. I'm uh I'm exposing people to the connections with the different tribal communities I have, and you'll be able to see that these communities look just like you and I. You know what I mean? So we're trying to build relationships with all the people who can share this information. You know what I mean? We're moving forward. Yeah, you guys heard it. You guys, this is the end of the show. I wish we had more time. We're just going to have to bring him on and dissect his brain even more. I'm up here sweating. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so, love you guys. Love, peace, and blessings. Okay? Love, peace, truth, justice, and freedom. I wish all of you. Thank you so much. We appear here in the Americas because the Americas was the first melting pot. The first cooking pot was a turtle shell. Turn it upside down. Thanks for listening to this week's Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Also, search for Healthy Relationship Talk Radio on Spreaker, iTunes, Facebook, and iHeartRadio. Get videos, live shows, and member access of HRT Community by visiting hrtradio.com.